Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Embracing the Gray with Vic and Kels, where we are here to challenge the all or nothing thinking when it comes to all things food, body, and mindset. And today we have a very special guest from Northern Ireland. You are going to love her accent. I love it whenever she's on our coaching calls. It is so much fun. Uh, we have Miss Carrie Brooklyn here with us today. We're going to be talking all things body image, all things fat loss, all things going to the gym and interesting experiences with personal trainers. You are not going to want to miss this episode. So I'm super excited to dive right in. Thank you so much for joining us, Carrie. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm good. I'm excited. It's been my like lifelong dream to be on a podcast. So this is a dream come true. Suck it <laughs> off, girl. Yeah. I'm like, I could never be mad at you, Carrie. You have such a beautiful accent. I could just hear you talk all day. Oh my gosh. Victoria, <laughs> at some point you should hear her sing. Like she has a TikTok. Her voice is like an angel. Like it's oh absolutely gosh. amazing. So just Kelsey just plugging me right back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll link it in the description. Yeah, Don't you worry. It is my- <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, Carrie, just to kind of start things off, I know we had spoken about it a little bit before. Carrie had just did a TikTok sharing about an experience she had with a personal trainer recently. And I was just floored. So on one hand, I'm just like looking at this personal trainer and being like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? There's still trainers doing this shit. And then on the other hand, I'm there just like a proud mama bear of like <laughs> of my client just being like, no, this is bullshit. Like I'm not, I wouldn't do any of these things. This isn't um, in line with my values. So I'd love for you to just kind of share that experience. And then we'll kind of take off from there. Yeah, I think, I think I should start by saying what I said in the video that like we all know this but everyone's experiences like make up who they are and how they act and and the advice that they give you um so again this person has gotten to a point that we all probably have been in our past at, at some yeah. point yeah. um so i i don't i don't blame this person but at, at the same time there's like then educating yourself enough if you're going to do this job i don't know <laughs> but yes. yeah so no no hate towards this person but yeah i I had joined a, a local gym um, that it it what it does is with each session you're trained by someone in the gym. It's actually a lot different to a lot of gyms here where you would book your own personal trainer or you would just go into the gym and work out yourself. It's kind of different where, you know, you book sessions and it could be anybody training you that day. So I did have a, a really good experience with one trainer and another trainer I didn't really have a great experience with but I had been waiting on a on a consultation and I'm really really grateful that up until this point I have educated myself on both nutrition um fitness exercise even self-compassion mental health stuff um how to uh how to achieve goals in achievable ways, you know, um, and not going from the extreme, like, like you said, the all or nothing thinking. I would have, I would have had all or nothing thinking about everything in the past and I would have been proud of it. I was like, I'm all in, I'm, I'm an all in kind of person. Mm. And I came to realize that um, it actually hindered me <laughs> more than it helped me. So uh, yeah, just to start, I'm, I'm really grateful that I can talk about this and laugh about it and not be extremely hurt by it. Um, saying that, I did have a bad day yesterday after this, but 
I will explain. So I went for the consultation. I went in and I was weighed and measured and I was fine with that. Um, it got me, it took me a long, a long time yeah. to get to the point where I wouldn't mind that because it is, it is data to me. It's not morality or yeah. <laughs> what, what I'm worth or anything like that. So I was fine with that. Um, but as soon as that was done, you know, he had asked me how, what's your food like at the minute? And I didn't want to share what I had, what I usually eat in a day because it changes, but also it's quite personal to me. Mm-hmm. And um, so I didn't want to share that. So what I, what I did say was I would sometimes struggle with eating throughout the day. And then in evening times, I would tend to eat more. Um, and his face kind of changed and he just went, ah, that's the problem. And he like, point, he kind of gestured towards me and said, that's the problem. And I think as soon as he said that, I, I kind of shut down in my mind and I just was immediately like, this person is judging me for how I look. That's just how it felt. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that I'm, I'm sensitive towards these things because of my past, but it did, I just feel that if I was in a smaller body, he wouldn't have said that because he wouldn't have thought I had a problem. So it felt to me like he was saying, your body is the problem. And he didn't give me any ways to fix that or anything like that. He just, that was the statement that he made. Um, he then went on to ask me what my water consumption was like. And I said, it was probably around five glasses of water a day. I don't like really measure it. And he said, um, okay, you need to change that to two liters of water per day minimum and said this so strongly. And I said, okay. And in my mind, I was thinking, couldn't we have like added a glass of water each day Mm -hmm. to build this up or something? Like I just, I immediately was like, okay, this is how this is going to go. This is going to be extreme. Like some, I'm going to be expected of this. So he gave me um, this uh, meal plan and it's a low fat, fat burning program. And he didn't ask me what my goals were. And if he had have asked me what my goals were, I would have said that I'm not about aesthetics, that I am about improving my heart health, improving my mental health, becoming more flexible, becoming stronger, getting more energy, whilst also being able to enjoy my life. So being able to go out for a meal with my family and and enjoy it and like, be able to make small healthy habits in order to overall improve my health but he didn't ask me that he looked at me and he thought you need to go on a low fat fat burning program and it was hurtful because I felt I felt like I was being judged for for how I look um and so I'll just read out this um I feel like I've been talking for forever but I'll just quickly read out no this the- is great I <laughs> promise and, and again beautiful beautiful accent so please keep going (laughs) (laughs) so I'll just read out the diet so first of all it says please do not eat foods that are not listed if in doubt check with your trainer so that made me laugh because I was like if I am at night I just want like a little piece of chocolate or something I have to email this guy and ask him is it okay (laughs) like does someone do that okay and then it says once you're full don't continue to eat I like I agree with that. I think that's good advice, but I think it is like, I think you need to almost train yourself to know that because it's not always easy to know when you're full, when you're not. So it's a bit of a broad statement. 
Um, then it says, please avoid all bread, flour products, oatmeal, barley, rye, crisp breads, crackers, rice, corn, beans, potatoes. And we're from Northern Ireland. So <laughs> to cut out potatoes, like that was a crime, like to write that, <laughs> that paper. That's our main food group. <laughs> so, Idaho too. Then, <laughs> I was about to say yeah. Idaho as well. <laughs> yeah. And, and um, donate muesli uh or cereals on this diet um and then it says do not take juice sugar or drink milk um and yeah so like for breakfast he he listed all the foods I could have it's very little whenever you take all of that all of that out I could have porridge with um with water not milk which I thought was so gross but I know some people do have that if I want to take milk I have to water it down that's what it says here <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> mix it with the water. Um, and then I asked him because at this stage I I knew I wasn't going to do this, but I was just curious to see what he would say <laughs> if I asked him some questions. <laughs> so I asked him, um, what do you think about adding protein like to my porridge in the morning? And he said, No, you don't you don't need to bother with that. And not not asking me my goals, but just <laughs> assuming I don't need protein for some reason. I can only think that it must be the calories. He wants yeah. to keep the calories down. And so the the rest of like lunch and dinner, um, it's fruit, vegetables, and um protein. Um, but then I asked him because I wasn't seeing any sauces on the page. And I was like, you know, what about sauces? And I knew what he was going to say, but I just asked anyway. <laughs> and um, he said, uh, no, you won't be having any sauces. That is the language he used. You won't be having any sauces. And he said, um, if you want to, you can spice your protein. So you can put spices on it. Maybe if you want a little bit of sauce on the side. But he said, you won't be having dinners seeped in sauce. Like he said, you won't be having... Uh, uh, chicken curry and then I was laughing because I was like my fiance is Indian and he makes curries every single night <laughs> so I was like you don't know how much this would not work for me um so yeah that's pretty much it and um and I just sat there like okay um oh he said I could have wholemeal pasta and wholemeal rice which was really nice of him um <laughs> to say that I could have that but, oh, gracious. <laughs> yeah yeah like if you really need some substance like you can't have that but but yeah so no, like very, very little to no carbohydrates and it is what it is and and um I kind of just sat there being like okay no one in my head I'm definitely not going to do this and then I went I went to to leave after it was done and he said to me you know Carrie consistency is key is key to everything you know you can't just um like start things and stop things you have to really commit to them and in my head I was thinking that's exactly why I'm not about to go on this diet <laughs> yep. because this diet would not last me two days mm -hmm. without like turning to binging without having a restrictive mindset and it would be an absolute disaster for me and there's absolutely no way that I could keep it up for a week never mind a long-term solution for me so yeah, that was my that was my great experience in the gym. Oh man. No, I, I saw that video that you made today and I was just like, okay, we need to talk about this. Like uh again, like 
and one of the things that I wanted to kind of comment on, like I've been a personal trainer and I promise you as personal trainers, we are not taught nutrition. It is not in our scope of practice. And even now as a nutrition coach, I am a certified nutrition coach. It is outside of my scope of practice to give anyone a set meal plan. Like that is, that is not within my education. That is not within my scope. What I do is like you would have like suggested, it's like, let's meet you where you're at and let's see what kind of small little tweaks, things that we can add, like really taking an addition mindset as opposed to a restrictive one. Like how can we add protein? How can we add fiber? How can we add, like like you said, maybe one more glass of water? Like that was something that was really impactful for you when you first started working with me was I was just like, can you start with one glass of water in the morning? Yeah, I, w- I was actually speaking to a, a group of, um, a, it was kind of like a, a group counseling kind of situation. And it was for people who were going through grief and who felt like they, you know, couldn't, they were struggling to do small things like being social and like they they couldn't get their lives quite back to normal. And what I had said to them is, you know, my journey to now weight training, like in the gym and doing strength training started with having a glass of water in the morning. And I I showed them that picture of like the two ladders and the two people are reaching for the ladders. And one person is the whole way up the ladder because they have smaller steps and the other person hasn't even reached the first step because it's too big. And I think that was so powerful. And I think that can be used in so many different ways in our lives. Um, but I think it's so important that if we are making the first step too difficult, we'll never get to the second step. 100%. Well, and I think just, you know, diving into the this this individual's like thought process, there was nothing, what's frustrating is like before assuming that that, that night eating is the problem, like what does your day look like, Carrie? Mm-hmm how, what are you doing during the day? Like, who knows he, you could have been a nurse and you're on a shift and it's short staff. Like he doesn't, I mean, maybe he asked those things, but like, just to make the assumption that night eating is the problem without asking like, well, what's happening during the day that and it's not a problem. It's a challenge. It can be harder for you to eat during the daytime. Or like, I know for me, I work from home and I sit at my desk and it's like, my day is like gone by, by 5 PM. And if I'm not intentional and I don't have like reminders to get up and go get some water or to go eat, like it can, the day can go by really fast. So it's just interesting that there was no truly meeting you where you're at. And, and these, these blanket assumptions, I've definitely experienced that in the past. And I think I'm very, I am also very sensitive when thing statements are being made and just kind of thinking like, are you saying that because I'm in a bigger body? And would you have been saying that if I was 200 pounds less than what I weigh? Like I, my brain automatically goes there and it only reinforces that because even though I still do live in a bigger body, I now think, are these comments happening less because I'm not the weight that I was? like I think of those things and I'm like it's so frustrating because I don't think people are understanding of like meeting people truly where they're at and actually asking like 
yeah, you don't want fat loss. You want to be more flexible. You want to enjoy meals with fam. Like it has nothing to do with those things. And maybe that will come as a byproduct, maybe, but that wasn't your goal. Exactly. That is why like for both of the programs, so I've got Rediscover You Free and Rediscover You Strong. And Rediscover You Free, our first module is find your why. And Rediscover You Strong is start with why. Everything has to start at that foundation of why you're doing these things in the first place. And again, I am never going to say that fat loss can't be someone's goal. And and if there are some aesthetics things that you want, again, you have full body autonomy. All I ask is that you really deeply reflect is to why those things are so important to you. And I, I remember you saying like I was, you were afraid of being in a bigger body because you were afraid you wouldn't have the energy to be with your family. And it was really interesting. Like when you and I first started working together at like realizing that some of the things you were doing in order to try and not be in a bigger body was actually causing you to not have energy, like was almost creating yeah. that self-fulfilling prophecy. Absolutely. And that was a massive like um, realization for me. And that actually came in our initial, like the first time that we ever talked together, I wasn't a client. I wasn't anything. It was just you making an observation. And honestly, like, I'm glad I didn't, but I could have walked away with that. And like, it could have changed my life. Just that one realization that I had that like, you know, I'm like, I, I remember saying to Kelsey, like, I'm so, I'm just so scared of getting bigger and bigger and bigger. That was my biggest fear. And Kelsey's like, well, what would that mean if you did get bigger and bigger? And I said, like, I wouldn't be able to leave my bed. Like I, I would, I would have no energy. I'd be tired all the time. Like I wouldn't be able to do it, like be social with my family. And Kelsey's like, well, what are you doing now? <laughs> all these things that I was so scared of, you know, she said, like, you're not, you're you're not um eating enough now to fuel yourself to get out of bed so like you're fulfilling like what you're so scared of and I was like oh crap like <laughs> I'm living this life that I made for myself and you know it's a big realization but obviously you know um yeah it's crazy I I think I had a lot of internal like weight stigma as well like towards mm -hmm. myself and and towards even other people that like, and, and I would never look at someone and be like, oh, you're ugly. I would never have that thought, but I guess I would have been afraid for their health or I would have, you know, different things. And it would have come from like caring about people, but it also was making a snap judgment on someone. And I was doing that for myself as well. And, and I think I remember Kelsey being like, are you unhealthy? Like, is there, are you ill? And I'm like, no, I'm not like, I'm fine, but I'm just scared of it. And I think that is why it it hurt it also hurt to get that that judgment like you're saying Victoria like to to get like those comments made it's like imagine if you walked into like therapy like if you walk if you visited a therapist and you sat down in front of them and they didn't ask you anything about what was wrong or what you were experiencing and they just looked at you and said yeah you have anxiety or like made some kind of judgment or you have PTSD or like made some kind of judgment like no one else would ever do that you know and and look at you and just make a snap judgment like that you know and if they did they wouldn't be a very good therapist or like imagine you went to the doctor and and they didn't say you know what's the problem or what what have you been experiencing but they looked at you and they just said you have cancer like do you know that would never 
it would just never happen. So why would you enter a, a gym and someone would immediately look at you and say, you need to be on a fat burning program yeah. without asking you what your goals are? It's almost it's almost disregarding your thoughts as a person in a bigger body. It's like disregarding what your goals are, how you feel. And that's how it made me feel. So I'm curious, like, I really appreciate you sharing this story because I, I truly relate to it. And I think that a lot of our listeners will. How is this going to impact you moving forward? Are you going to be going back to that gym are you be, I guess it's really interesting to think of going to the gym and knowing that you'll have a trainer but not knowing who it is like yeah. how is this moving forward going to impact you or like your relationship with exercise and I think with like with food obviously like you weren't asking to be told what to eat like what is that going to look like for you moving forward and I'm so thankful you're laughing about it because I think in times where I've had comments being made, like at first I'm like, oh, that hurt. And then I, and then like a day later, I'm like, okay. Exactly. <laughs> how, yeah. how ignorant of them, right? Yeah. Um, but I'm just curious. Yeah. So I think the reason that I'm able to laugh about it, like yesterday, I, I came home and I shared what happened to my, uh, with my fiance and I, I cried like I did. I cried and because I, it was hard to to share that someone had made a snap judgment based on how I looked. And, you know, like I, I was talking to him and um, I think he said this one thing and it kind of reminded me about like who I am. And he said like, uh, and maybe this isn't like, I, I do think this is true, but I, I mean, I'm in no position to say this, but I was thankful that he said it. But what he said was, you know more about nutrition than him. <laughs> the reason he's that and I know that's like the audacity of me to say that whatever you know I'm not like a trained like whatever but I have educated myself because this has been a big part of my life and through you know the rediscovery program like I have educated myself so much and I feel like I have a really good like bank of knowledge on it and so knowing that like okay this person just hasn't gotten to this point yet where they have seen a different point of view or a different way to do things and kind of realizing that was like my way of being like kind of feeling better about it and just yeah I mean um Joyce would say just light it light and love (laughs) we're sending light light and love love. (laughs) but but I'm not gonna sit here and say like straight away I laughed about this and I thought it was funny Mm -hmm. and not at all like I was really hard about it um yesterday I struggled to eat like I really struggled to eat and I have had the thought of sauce in my head like for for like two days I've been thinking like are sauces okay like I know they're okay but like and I sat and it was something that I hadn't really thought about before and so it did affect me like massively but I think because of the techniques that I've learned to like self-soothe and to um kind of not go to the all or nothing to kind of have a middle perspective of things and not go into the extreme way of thinking I think that helped me to recover more quickly I think in the past I might have been like 
depressed and anxious and everything over this for like weeks kind of struggling with the fact of like I'm supposed to be doing this but I'm not doing it and it's my willpower and it's this and that but because I've educated myself enough to know that we're not actually meant to be on restrictive diets like this um, and our brain doesn't like work well with restriction um yeah I think that is where I've been able to recover um so that's yeah. it. Like I wish more, like I had, um, made a post somewhere and it was this idea that success isn't about being perfect. It's about how quickly you can recover from inevitable setbacks. Like yeah. that 100%, we talk about it, Joyce and we'll just keep bringing her because she does cha-cha. Yeah. She's one of our members <laughs> and she talks about cha-cha taking two steps forward, one step back. And that's just kind of the natural ebb and flow of life. And the more that like, rather than if you've had any sort of setback, whether that be something like this or any sort of experiences or, or maybe falling back into some old habits or behaviors, the more that you can like recognize it. And like you said, have a whole toolbox of self-soothing of ways of regulating your emotions of ways of, of, and part of regulating your emotions is to feel them. I actually yeah. would have been concerned and I would have said, Hey, I think we need to talk about this. If you did just go straight to laughing about it. Yeah. You know what I mean, like that to me is almost on the verge of toxic positivity in the sense, well, this yeah. shouldn't bother me. And then you're not even allowing yourself to feel that pain, to feel that hurt, to feel that self-doubt. So for me, I feel like this has been a really, the way you've been doing it is, is really, really cool. And for me, I've seen, because we've been working together so long, I've seen how quickly these bounce backs are happening. Like even from photos that you used to take, and then it would just almost knock the wind out of your sails for days, yeah. if not weeks. Um, oh, weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Long, long periods of, of time I would spend depressed over one photo, you know, and, and it's not that photos don't still feel weird. And sometimes I don't recognize the person that I see, but I'm not, you know, in bed for weeks and weeks after now, mm -hmm. which is like, yeah, it's a big change. It's really, really cool. I'd love for speaking kind of on body image and some of the things, because I know that this has been something we've been, you've been working through even before you joined Rediscover You Free. Um, for you, I'd love for you to, to kind of talk about a, maybe one instance where you saw a photo and it just, it really knocked the wind out of your sails. And then talking about your most recent engagement party which by the way again congratulations she got engaged yeah, recently congratulations. <laughs> um to a very lovely band who is just it's so great. incredibly kind <laughs> but you when you walked into that engagement party there was a huge shift in you and I just would love to know kind of if you can walk us through that journey from where you were to to that moment and how it was different yeah, so I had kind of, we had like two engagements kind of because, well, one engagement, but like two like parties and occasions because we got engaged in Oman, which is where my um, fiance is from. I keep saying boyfriend over and over. Like I cannot get, like cannot get the fiance thing. And he's like, why are you still calling me? <laughs> like I can't, I can't change it in my mind. Um. But yeah, so we did, we had like the engagement in Oman and we had a party there. And then 
uh, came home and went through some of the photos from the engagement. And obviously massive events like this are always, I don't want to say always, but like they can be triggering for me because um, you you have this like desire and this like feeling that you need to look perfect. Like everything needs to be perfect. And, you know, I, like, yeah. So I saw the photos and I was most likely hypercritical of them because they needed to be perfect in my mind. And I saw things in myself that I wasn't happy with. I saw like, you know, um, in my dress, it was like quite a light colored dress. And I had seen like rolls in my back and I thought my stomach wasn't flat and I thought I had a double chin and I thought all these different things. And during this time, I was dealing with a lot of like, you know, stress and stuff as well. And I think the mixture of everything kind of led to a, a meltdown. <laughs> I can't call it anything else. It was like a mental breakdown over these photos. And I did, I went to bed and I cried and I just, in my mind, I was like, why do I have to look like this? Why do I, and I just like absolutely tore myself apart in this and um talked with talked it all out with Kelsey <laughs> and um just like got to the to the point where you know I was kind of making a case for myself as to like why I am acceptable and like why my body is acceptable and um yeah we had to we had to work through that and it took a lot of like um I remember Kelsey said um once about like having radical self-compassion and um fierce self-compassion and that's something that I have really really been trying to do recently because I think a lot of us I'm a massive advocate for self-compassion because yes. I think a lot of us um believe that if we are compassionate towards ourselves we will like um fall back or we won't work as hard or you know like we're not tough enough on ourselves like we won't achieve things and get things done and you know I did get to a point where I realized like if I'm not self-compassionate like I'm really holding myself back and I, I'm actually really hindering myself and and so I just tried to be so radically self-compassionate and um I got to the point where I was having my engagement party here and I think the exact thing I said to Kelsey was that I just, I, I had like a bit, I don't know if you said this here, but we said a bit of a wobbler. Have oh, you ever, no. <laughs> if, if you have like a, a bit of like an issue, but it's like not a big thing, but like it, you're about to have a mental breakdown, <laughs> but it doesn't get there, but it's like close to that. We'll say like you had a bit of a wobbler. Okay. So I'll um, take it. Yeah, I <laughs> had so a bit cute. of a I had a bit of a wobbler before and you know I was critical about my dress and I was critical about myself and I just said to myself um I'm gonna show up as me I need to show up as me and me right now looks like this and that's all I have and I just that's what I'm gonna do and I went to the party and somehow I felt like me. Like, I can't explain it. I don't know how to put that in different terms. I managed to go and feel like me. Um, where, whereas in the past, I've been to events and things where I felt like not myself. And I just like felt 
uncomfortable in my own skin and yeah I managed to show up and feel like me and I feel like it all stemmed from self-compassion and just acceptance of where you where I'm at at the minute absolutely no I acceptance is huge like that and again acceptance is not apathy acceptance doesn't mean I give up acceptance is this is where I am right now I'm still working to making improvements but I get to still love me and feel good about me now. And it's just, it's so interesting that when we can come to that place and to that self-compassion, like I know that point for you, like you've had this moment where like, oh my gosh, I've been doing so well. And now I just overate and I, I knew what I was doing, but I just kept, kept going and I don't understand. And I'm trying to be compassionate with myself, but I, it just doesn't feel good to be compassionate with myself. Like, I feel like I need to beat myself up. And I was like, the reason we need to be compassionate in these moments is because it's one day. And if you keep beating yourself up, you're more likely to keep sabotaging. You're more likely to keep going and overeating or over-restricting and keeping the extremes going. Whereas if you're compassionate and be like, this was one day, all right, what can I learn? And then move forward. Then you're much more likely to be consistent. Um, yeah, which is huge. I think I was reading, um, I finally read the gap in the gain, um, Yay. not just quotes from it. <laughs> and I think one of the things that really, um, it's basically just talking about living in what's now and being able to measure progress, always measuring backwards versus looking ahead and trying to meet this ideal because, And as kind of going back to what Joyce was saying, like the cha-cha, like regardless, even if you're taking two steps back, you're still going forward and you're over time going to be moving forward. And so will your ideals. And so your horizon is always going to get bigger as you're making progress. And I think that when, especially like when we're very critical on ourselves, like, like the only person you can be is you, there isn't this ideal version of you is just a thought. It's a it's something that you could look at and think of, but that person doesn't exist. And so it's like being in the present moment is really going to be able to like, it is so grounding to be like, I'm literally, and I love that I wrote it down. Like, I'm going to show up as me. I need to show up as me. Like, I love when you said that because what else are you going to do? Like, I mean, you can make yourself miserable. Like you're still showing up as you and you can choose to be just like upset and down on yourself but that's only going to make it harder for yourself. And like, regardless, it's you. And I don't know, like, it, it just, it just brought up like thinking about that. And then just the the process, like going through that book, the gap in the game, like just really thinking about where was I three months ago? Where was I six months ago? Where was I a year ago? And really like when you're thinking about that and all that can happen just in those time periods, it's yeah. insane. Like, it like when I started thinking about that and it has nothing to do with my body it has everything to do with my mind and like the way that like things in life have changed and the way things in your life have changed and it just happens that you are in your body and that those two things can be happening at the same time like it's just really interesting um no 100 percent yeah no looking looking back Mm mm-hmm and when it came to the when it came to the engagement, um, one other thought that I had was um, and I I did um talk about this I think before I even went to Oman I think I I talked about the fact that like 
you know, there was a possibility that, you know, I might get engaged or I, I didn't know it was happening, but I just had it in my mind just in case let's have anxiety over it just in case. <laughs> so uh, no, but not really. But, um, but no, I had this thought of like, you know, it got to the stage where I physically couldn't make a drastic change of, of how I looked. And once that was like gone, then that was, a really really difficult time because I had a lot of anxiety over like just an impending like possibility of this happening and if it does I'm not ready because I don't I don't look the way that I should look and um I remember on like one of the calls I'd said that I, I, I can't even remember when I came to this realization but I remember like just really grappling with it like what if I don't look perfect? Like, what if I don't look perfect? In my eyes, what perfect is? Like, what if I don't look perfect? And I got to this point where I was like, maybe that's really beautiful. <laughs> like, yeah. to be able to have this moment that you always thought could never happen unless you were in a certain body type and unless you looked a certain way. Like, maybe that's even more beautiful that you could have this moment in the body that you're in and how perfect would that be if like your whole life of like thinking that you could never do this without changing your whole self that you actually are able to experience that just the way you are how much more beautiful is that than changing yourself for this and I think that's when I started to let go of wanting this perfect image and I think all of life is like that I think we can experience these things without you know we we can there's nothing stopping us at all <laughs> oh my gosh I got like chills like that was that that's it because so many people say well I can't I can't go to the beach I can't yeah. wear the bikini I I can't date I can't do these things because of my body and I'm like well and I, I mean, obviously, again, wanting to to be our best selves and be our healthiest selves, but to tell yourself that you can't have these things is just, is so ridiculous. And it's really interesting. I don't know what it is about weddings and women and weddings. Yeah. Dude, <sighs> the amount that I've had it where they're the mother of the bride, they're just yeah. going to a wedding and they need to wear a dress. They're the bridesmaids. They're the maid of honor. They're the yeah. actual bride. Like there's been so many weddings with our group and it's, it was interesting. So last week I read an article and I mean, I, it didn't necessarily say like, I have some of the like titles here, but like an Australian woman died of acute gastrointestinal illness and yes. her husband believes it came after taking Ozempic in order to lose weight for her daughter's wedding. Oh my gosh. And like, again, like I'm not saying, I'm not putting down like, again, Ozempic and, and those things or any sort of weight loss drug, you have full body autonomy. You can do whatever you want with your, your body. And if it's something that is, it, that is for you and your doctor and you're on the path, like, great. That's, that's not what this is about. This is the idea that people will go to such extremes for one day <laughs> and like to the point that you won't even be able to to see the wedding you won't even yeah. be able to be there like what's the yeah. point <laughs> yeah. I anyway it was... Kelsey I I did see that and I I actually I read it out to my mom because 
we had had the discussion about I mean like my in my family I know she won't mind me saying this there is a long line of yo-yo dieting and like commenting on people's bodies and you look like you've lost weight have you lost weight that's great or like you know like just the uh just the whole aesthetic thing like thin is good thin is good and um yeah like I mean I have family members like that uh have had a wedding recently and they they don't look like themselves <laughs> I barely recognize them which is fine but you know I I do feel that that puts I have felt pressure from that yeah. just knowing that my family members said that um and I know that I know I'm I'm pretty sure that my my mom has felt that pressure too and you know has talked about you know um how she'll look on the day and I'm being worried about that and I read that I read that article out to her and I was just like you know is that worth it you know is it yeah. is it worth it and um it's sad it's really sad well and I think just like I mean my husband and I we've been married for almost five years in December and like yeah we had a great wedding but there was so much that's happened since then that like are such I mean obviously like our wedding was a really big deal but like there's so much life after Mm -hmm. that you get to live and there's great times and there's hard times and like it's just interesting I mean I I would say like when I went and tried wedding dresses on like I remember feeling so nervous that I was going to go into a wedding dress shop and there weren't going to be like they were going to be like sorry we can't help you yeah and it was so nice to go to a try wedding dresses on and they be too big or too like and be like oh like that's why we can custom fit it for you like it's Mm -hmm. not a big deal and so there were times I remember like just feeling like oh I not like I am deserving of it but like like it's okay like my body is okay yeah not like I don't know how to explain it but I, it I just, love that though but like it, it that is so I deserve yeah. yeah and it wasn't like I, I don't know it's just interesting because I was I was struggling with food at the time when we were getting married but I remember going in and being like oh my gosh what a relief and taking a breath of fresh air and being like yeah. I don't have to stress out about this like they're gonna fit the dress to my body mm-hmm, and yeah. they can make tweaks and they can make changes but and then also realizing like it was a few hours of a wedding and the life that you get to live with your fiance afterwards is it, it's such a small blip and the and we've only been married five years like but just kind of putting in that perspective and and uh, gosh not going to these extremes of getting on medication just to f- feel like you look better but not actually feel good like <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Like we, and we've had people like script, like, and I've had, and you've done this, Carrie, which I really appreciated you taking the time, like, especially even before you went to Oman, right? Scripting and scripting out how you want to feel. And I would encourage your mom to do this too. And for you to like, how do you want to feel on your wedding? And I think we get so caught up in like how we want it to look that we don't ask ourselves that question of like the meaning of it like, and, and why we feel like we need to be that size. And it's just like you said, like Victoria, I, I genuinely, I want people to ask themselves, how often have you thought I don't deserve, right? Like I don't deserve to have a beautiful 
engagement. I don't deserve to have a man who loves me for me. I don't deserve to feel good in a wedding dress because of the size of my body. Like how often have we said, I don't deserve. And I just, I want people to be more aware of that um, because you do, you do deserve, you do deserve. And it's happening. It is happening. Like, you know, like it's, it's, it's already happened, you know, and it's not as if like, it's unobtainable. And I think, um, yeah, a big part to play is like, if you even type in wedding dress, you try to search wedding dress, the only body that comes up, you know, is this like idyllic kind of thing. And then you go like to, to somewhere and like, like you said, Victoria, and you realize, oh, like all humans come here. <laughs> yeah. Every yes. single type of human comes here. And oh, I don't have to wear I'm a sheet. Not- yeah and I'm not the I'm not the only person who well I am the only person that looks like this I'm unique to myself but like there's people bigger than me there's people smaller than me it's like yeah it's and that's that um, whole thing too like with fitspo or like if you have and I used to do this I used to put women's bodies these fitness instructors on like vision boards and different things like okay that's my goal that's what I want to look like dude I will never look like that even if I ate exactly like her even if I no matter what I have my own bone structure I have my own genetics I this is my body and the more that like I try and resist that and fight that and hate that I'll never get to a place where I feel And that's what we want. We want to feel acceptance. We want to feel good in our skin. And the only way to do that is to come from a place of acceptance. Um, And and it is something like if you were to Google, what is a fit woman? What is a healthy woman? What is when you Google these things, that's where all of this weight stigma, that's where all this diet culture crap comes up because it's this only one type of woman. And she's like, she's got curves and, but not too many curves. She's, you know, toned, but not too muscular, you know, like it's no pores on their skin. Yeah. <laughs> like she's tends to be light skin, but with a light tan, like it's this whole ideal that we put together. And the problem is if like, if our social media is just fitspo or just whatever, then we end up thinking that there's something wrong with me because I don't look like this. And it's mm-hmm. only because we have this echo chamber of things telling us that, that we're wrong, that we're bad. Um, so true. But yeah, that was amazing. Yes. <laughs> I know we need to wrap things up, but Carrie, this has been such a wonderful conversation. I really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing and being open and honest with us because this, this is a big deal. And I know we didn't dive too much into weight stigma and internalized weight bias and, and all of those things, but hopefully people can resonate with a lot of that what you talk about talked about today um and if guys if you have questions or again she had a big aha moment just from a free call with me she wasn't even a client it was just one moment so if you would like to have a breakthrough call with me it's absolutely free and we'll leave the link down below would absolutely love to chat with you and help you just kind of see things differently and uh really get clear about what your why what your goals are Thank you so much for sharing, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me. Please, All anytime. Right. <laughs> I love it. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye, guys. Bye.